Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Uh, last time I checked, this is episode six. Gailey with me. Hello, Ant. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. How on yourself? Yeah, not bad. Home alone tonight because my girlfriend's working till 10pm. Oh, so, nice. Uh, yeah, I've got the house to myself. Quiet yeah, evening then. Just eating my weight in chicken burgers. So I'm... <laughs> Ideal. food <laughs> in a bit. Um, yeah, so um, I've got a bit of a notepad written down here. So I've got Ant McGailey, friend, musician, or ex-musician. We'll probably go into that at some point. Meal mm-hmm. dealer. <laughs> Gamer. Um, is that a fair assumption? It sounds about right to me, mate. Have I missed anything? Not really. <laughs> you summed up in five words, four words. <laughs> Quite easy, that. But yeah. Um, just really quickly, um, obviously we spoke about Unasanas a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to get that out of the way, really, because um, I'm not going to lie, I've been crying about that, to be honest. So Unasanas um, was a thing that Markiplier, who's Mark Edward Fishback on YouTube, who's one of my favourite YouTubers of all time, um, and Ethan, um, his name is? Um, Nesta. Ethan Nesta, thank you. On YouTube, he's known as Crank Gameplays. Um He's a bit of an underdog, really. Mark's quite a sort of renowned person that gets it done sort of thing. And uh, Ethan, I think he did a backflip at one of his conventions or something, and then he started his own YouTube channel. So um, it's weird to see, like, in four years how they've become, like, really good friends and stuff. And basically the the summary of their whole Unasanas thing was they recorded a video a day for 365 days hence unus anus which means one year in latin and um i think it was saturday morning they deleted their channel because that was the whole point anyway um and a lot of the videos were pretty stupid kind of like jackass sort of things um but yeah i thought that that idea by itself was quite a unique sort of outlook on how we don't really appreciate the time that we have um and the clock is ticking regardless not and i thought it was a really interesting way to approach a youtube channel and i think it's created quite a lot of talk um this made me want to do something like that for like a month or something but doing a video a day must be fucking hard (laughs) the the effort they went to to put you know you up every single day Um, exactly escape rooms uh trying to fit 50 hot dogs in your mouth it wasn't just anything they could think of within the the realms of possibility they did yeah and obviously covid sort of kicked their ass a bit but they refused to let that stop them um yeah and it was all like they're quite renowned for their let's plays and their sort of reaction videos and stuff and it wasn't like that at all Um, yeah it was pretty interesting i'm just um, curious what what you thought of it yeah well i i really like the premise of you know, working really hard for something just to it for it to be gone, yeah. which sounds strange, but I think that's how a lot of things are. Once you've achieved something, yeah, then you've achieved it, and it's it's done, and there it goes. Then it's yeah. just a memory from there. And to for them to have deleted, you know, a whole year's worth of excruciating work and effort, and all of that to be gone just instantly is it just yeah, it just proves a real point to society and that 
you know, we can do things and it doesn't matter if we have nothing to show for it. Yeah. It's about getting things done. Yeah. I think in a couple of months they might regret it a bit more than they do now because they might be able to look back on it, which is always a, a sort of weird thing that I've like ethically I've come into contact with when I was doing my YouTube channel is um my son Casper. Like I I don't really want him watching my videos because <laughs> ranting in a car and interviewing some musicians. Um, but yeah. there's a lot of us out there, don't get me wrong. But it's weird to think that if someone's on YouTube for like 10 years, then anyone can look back at their life and basically find out everything about that person. And I think it's pretty mental. Like, imagine for a funeral, someone plays one of your YouTube videos. You'd be like, what? Yeah, it's just, yeah, putting so much of your own life out there. And I don't, I'm not big on social media myself. I post the occasional meme and that's about it. Yeah. But, um, you know a lot of people do seem to put a lot of their lives or even perceived lives on on social media and yeah. you know then it can it can be a detriment to people yeah it's life for a lens isn't it i've actually just finished watching the um david letterman interview with kim kardashian right and, um, they were in a like a sort of walmart sort of shop and um david letterman was saying to kim kardashian if you uploaded a picture of this nail file to your instagram um how many likes do you think you'd get and she was like in five minutes i'll probably get a million likes on a picture of a nail file it's just absolutely mental in it right yeah and she's making bank off of that you know every of that is a a cent in her pocket you know what i mean 192 million followers on instagram it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so yeah like i don't think she even knows what money is at this point it's just (laughs) Crazy, like I never have to dispose Yeah. Wonder what her favorite meal deal is, eh? <laughs> I've got her on next week. No, I'm joking. That would be mental. But That'd yeah, I really, uh, really like the David Letterman interviews. They're really good. They're on Netflix. Yeah, I'll so, definitely yeah. Um, as well. Yeah, there's um, some really interesting ones. Uh, Dave Chappelle was the most recent one. Who's a really, really renowned comedian. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of really dodgy stuff, but he's very, very funny. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to get the Unisarnas thing out of the way, really. So, how did we meet? And I've been thinking about this. I think we probably met at Finn's um, on a. I'm not sure on what gig it would have been, but it would have been a gig night of some sort. Yeah. Um, there would have been drink involved. Um, yeah. Potentially even you on stage. Potentially even me on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it would have definitely been yeah, at Finn's. Yeah. We would have been talking about bands. Yeah. One of those five-night, five-band night lineups or whatever That's they call it. Yeah. Where you've got to do a changeover in about three minutes. <laughs> and another has got a drum kit that they want to put on the stage before you've even got off and all that sort of stuff. Fun times. But, um, am I right in thinking that the only band you were in was We Who Dare, or have I just got that wrong? Uh, I've been in some other bands as well, but nothing really took off at all. Probably We Who Dare was the one that gigged the most. Hmm. Yeah, because you had some good gigs at the Pavilion and stuff, didn't you? Yeah. You had some good support. Yeah, we supported uh, Silosis, uh, Barry Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, they were some good gigs. Not a bad place to start, is it? No, not at all. I think um, you got into that perfect storm of you pretty much formed as Hourglass promotion started yeah so um I think that that really lent itself to you it was like preparation 
sort of you know luck and preparation is always the key to success isn't it yeah i think our, our timing was quite good there the the scene asked for a couple more of the metalcore bands at the time uh we had obviously local promotion with hourglass going on at the time so it get, gave us some big bands coming into weymouth um and it also yeah. gave us opportunity through hourglass to play uh, shows a little bit further afield as well yeah I think it's fair to say as well that you had quite a few sort of social butterflies in your group. And I remember um, Oscar. I still speak to Oscar now and then. Mm -hmm. He seems to be doing all right. I might have him on here at some point if he can actually focus and uh, <laughs> you know, download the Anchor app because it's probably a bit of an ask for him, bless him. But um, yeah, I remember very specifically he went up to Lino on one of the nights of the gigs and he was like, I'm really sorry, but I've only sold 45 tickets. And I was like, what? Like, that's, that's an insane number for a promoter, let alone a random person in a band. Yeah, I think I think in the band total, we just sold 150 tickets between the five of us, which for a, lo surprised. for a local little band, I thought was quite yeah. well done. <laughs> I think uh, back then, obviously, I was promoting it and putting everything up, and I was occasionally in a few bands and stuff, but I would, probably would have been happy with 150 social interactions on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Acknowledging my existence. I mean, as soon as it went from playing shows at Finn's, which is obviously a lovely venue, but it is a pub, uh, yeah. going to, to the pavilion and having, you know, the whole, the whole pavilion, mm -hmm. you know, at your disposal, yeah. and a lot more people mm -hmm. was very, uh, very exciting at the time. Yeah, it was a very exciting time. I knew that it wasn't going to last forever, as I've mentioned in some podcasts previously. Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to get neglected and people were going to move on. And it was a bit of a sort of... I think it lasted about two or three years, to be fair. But for us to get, like, Sepultura down was just beyond anything I've ever heard of in my entire yeah. life. It just didn't feel like a real experience kind of like this year really in a way <laughs> yeah kind of the opposite yeah. almost but yeah how's your um how's your quarantine been oh getting through it as much as i possibly can you know mm. trying to keep busy um lots and lots of video yeah. games but uh yeah getting through it yeah hopefully it won't be too much longer with this uh circuit breaker that's in place at the moment yeah um well, it seems like most people are ignoring the second lockdown completely anyway. Uh, the first one seemed to be a lot more people took note of it, and this one, everyone's out and about doing their own thing anyway, so what the hell is, you know what I mean? It is weird. Like People seem to be taking this either incredibly seriously, like myself. Mm. Um, I'll go to get Casper once a week yeah. from Portland, um, come home, you know, go to Asda, come home, you know, not really flaunting the rules, not trying to break any rules and get in trouble and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you've just got some people that are ignoring the whole thing. Yeah. And I think um, with lockdown as well, like I haven't really mentioned this before, but I started jogging in March and I said to myself, if I don't start jogging now by myself, then I'm not going to ever start doing it because I've always felt like I needed someone to be with me. Yeah. Um, and I haven't stopped doing it, and I'm actually doing it twice a week now, so I've actually doubled my output on it, but I need to eat better because there's no point in uh, eating nice, uh, eating fat and stuff if, if you're, uh, you can't out, what's the word, you can't you can't out-train a bad diet, I think that's the word. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Gotta fuel yourself right. 
because my uh, fuel tank's a bit knackered. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's weird how a lot of people have taken that approach as well. They've either gotten twice as big or they've become like this insanely lean built person that um i don't know i think a lot of it's about your self-discipline really and i know i haven't got a lot so that's probably where i'm falling down really yeah well i i took to uh intermittent fasting unintentionally during uh lockdown you know only having one meal a day really just having a big portion in the evening sort of a nice big meal that i've cooked up and then the rest of the day just nothing and I've seemed to have lost weight during that. And as most okay. people that know me will say, I don't really need to lose any weight, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to eat more healthy now and trying to get it back on track. So That's interesting. I've heard a lot of that um, on YouTube, actually, of um, some people do intermittent fasting. Uh, some people are still on that keto diet and some people have uh, gone vegetarian or vegan and that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's a YouTube channel, I can't remember the name of for the life of me, but um, he tries different diets out for like a week. Right. So he knows if he doesn't do, you know, if he tries the diet for a week, he can't do that much damage. Yeah. It's not like he's dedicated his entire life to it going forward. He just wants to see what the kind of fuss is about. Mm Mm-hmm. And he does these crazy budget videos where it's like, I survived off Tesco value food for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? And obviously you've got like the reference to like Super Size Me where the guy just ate McDonald's for yeah. like, straight, I think. Which was a very, very good documentary. I really enjoyed that. There was quite a lot of people um, shaming it, saying, of course you're going to gain weight if you eat McDonald's breakfast <laughs> dinner. I don't think that was the point. I think the point was to show the effect. Yeah, and it was more to do, of, do the effect of his health than you know he yeah. got fat. It made him, it made yeah. him physically unwell. Yeah, it made him like his stamina halved, and yeah, he was sick a few times, and it's just too much, and he had to just keep going. I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so you're still playing bass now and then? Yeah, a little bit. Surge uh, picking up now and again. As I say, I haven't been in a band for. A a long time probably six or seven years but um i still pick it up to to practice make sure i've got my skills there nice yeah i do find bass is good for that i just find it very relaxing to sit on the sofa uh, not even plugged into anything and just having a a little funky groove out yeah definitely yeah just it just is calming I think when I first started, God forbid, I was singing in a band because there was no other positions available. And then I moved to guitar, um, and I realised quite quickly that like you've got to take that mentality of like what Slash from Guns and Roses did, which is basically if you don't practice for ten hours a day, then you're not actually going to get any better. Oh yeah. Um, with bass, you can pretty much pick it up and put it down, and you're in the same sort of environment that you were previously, which is quite nice. Yeah, that's it. As, as long as you remember, you know, your yeah. basic scales and whatnot you, you can't go too far wrong <laughs> yeah he's got to know the notes on the fretboard in my experience yeah <laughs> what key are we in oh e there we go perfect yeah providing you're not learning a band um like alter bridge who change their tuning nearly every single song <laughs> um there's a few few bands out there that are like that but um you probably want to buy a bass for each tuning to be honest if you're that lazy <laughs> i know but um yeah what have we got else to talk about? What games are you playing at the moment? Uh, so currently I'm playing a lot of uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. Um, it's just quite tactical, 
Um, I'm really enjoying that. And I've also gone back to uh, yesterday. I picked it up again. Uh, Skate 3, just for a bit oh, of yeah. nostalgia. Um, I've just been busting out loads of missions on that. And it's um, it's just been a good time just to get back to a game that came out 10 years ago, but still feels nice. Yeah. What's the um? What's the most recent skate? Is it four or five? Uh, three. That was the last one. They haven't done one oh, since. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a thing about Tony Hawk um was going to do some sort of handheld game at some point, and then he decided to drop the remasters of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two on PS4, I think, and maybe Xbox. Right. Are you interested in that at all? Um, I was. <sighs> I liked Tony Hawk as a kid, but I think I think once I got into skate and I, yeah. I realised because I used to skate as a kid as well, I liked um, the more realism of it. Obviously, it's not perfect, but um, using your right stick to actually feel like the direction of your foot was was interesting yeah. to me, and I much preferred that than sort of just pressing A to jump sort of thing. Um, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't get into the remaster, but no. That makes sense. Yeah, I did feel that it was a more um, realistic approach to Tony Hawk's. Um, I think a lot of people listen to Tony, the, they play Tony Hawk's to listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> but I, was, I would argue that the skate uh, skate soundtracks are just as good. Yeah. Yeah, I would argue so. What, what console is Skate 3 on? Uh, I had it back in the day on 360, and I'm currently playing it on uh, the Xbox One, but it's been ported over. All right. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like it when you don't have to rip out a brand new or an old console. <laughs> yeah. It's always. I mean, I've got all my consoles anyway. uh, set up anyway. If I, if I need to, they're there. Yeah. I really, really want to get five now. There's a lot of uh, influencers on my Twitter and Instagram and stuff that have already got their hands on one. Yeah. And uh, they are a thing of beauty. <laughs> it's got to be in it. So, um, yeah, you're just laughing, really. But apparently it fills up quite quickly. Oh, yeah? But they do very nice. Yeah, because a game, like, if you buy the digital edition, mm-hmm. you haven't got a disk drive. Yeah. So you're going to have to download games, and they're, like, 40, 50 gig. So you can put, like, 12 games on your PS5, and you'll probably want to download some movies, probably want to download Netflix. They're all apps, aren't they? So they're all going to... It's all going to take, take up, up the space. Um, Spider Man, that's good though. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of gameplay yeah. of that. Mm. I might get it at some point. I'm not in a rush to get it right now, but um, I'm definitely a PS PlayStation person over a Xbox personally. But if I could, I'd buy both. I'm not into the whole. Oh, you're a blue and I'm a red. Yeah, that's it. The elitism, I, I really don't like of it all. Which it seems to come from PC gamers more than any. There's obviously the hate between Xbox and PS4, and then there's obviously what they call the master race, <laughs> which is yeah. the most arrogant thing yeah. I've ever heard, and it just drives me up the wall. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How people put themselves in different camps. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all game. Point, just imagine at some point PlayStation and Xbox like reveal that they're both underneath the same company like Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, eventually it's going to go that way. One of them's going to buy the other one out. Yeah. Have you um had a look, or are you interested in the Google Google? What's it called? Stadia or Stavia? Have you seen that? Uh, is that? I'm not sure. Is that the mobile 
port thing. It's like a um, it's a controller. Um, you basically need fiber broadband to be able to play it properly because it streams the games directly. Okay. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's a console. I think the, the oh, it's just cloud based. Yeah, it's very sort of it cuts a lot of the having to plug your PlayStation in and making sure the the fans got dust, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. The N64 was a classic where you had to take the cartridge out and blow it. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, that was my favorite console ever, N64. Yeah. Oh. All the way, all the way. Perfect. Any, any day of the week. I really, really want another one of them because they were just bulletproof. Yeah. But, um, the cartridges were ridiculously expensive back in the day. Well, I've got the, the um, I've got the SNES Mini, um, which they brought out, which has got games already hmm. built into it. You know, which is which is great. I absolutely love. But I'm hoping that they're going to do a an N64 version of that. Yeah, that would be sweet. Um, because there are so many games on there. Saying that, I did get um on the Switch, uh, the yeah. Super Mario 3D All Stars, which has yeah. Mario 64 in it, which I've been playing as well a little bit yeah. of, which is fucking fantastic. Just mate, I love Mario 64. So good. I remember completing that all the way through 120 stars and getting the uh, Easter egg on top of the castle with Yoshi flying out of the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> sick, sick game. Yeah, I've currently got 56 stars on that one, but I need to put some more time into that. Yeah, I don't know if you're a fan of um, Jacksepticeye on YouTube, but he played an episode because he's never played it before. Right. And he got it on <laughs> Um And I'm quite intently for episode two. But he's now playing Spider-Man on PS5, so I'm not sure if we're ever going to get an episode two. Yeah. There we go. He's uh he's one of my favorite YouTubers. I'd love to uh, have him on the podcast at some point, but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll talk, talk to friends first, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, that's it. You're um a fan of Joe Rogan, is that right? Yeah, I just uh I've... people will give him shit for being leaning one way or the other, but if you actually listen to what the man says, he just asks questions that are sensible and are impartial and he wants to know the truth. And I think that's the, curious. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to be is that if you're if you're searching for the truth, then that's all that matters. Yeah. Um definitely people will call him an arsehole for many, many different reasons, but you know Yeah, I think whatever you do nowadays someone's gonna call you an arsehole <laughs> if you've got that much yeah, that's it. You've got nine million people watching your podcast, and probably one of them's not really. There's a thing. Um, what was I watching the other day? It might have been the Kanye West podcast, right? With Joe Rogan. If you've watched that, yeah, I did watch a little bit of that one. There's quite a lot of people in the comments saying, "I'm hate watching this." <laughs> it's like, what? You've dedicated three hours of your life to watching something that you don't even want to watch. Like that's. You're still giving Joe the view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I actually got all the way through that one because it, it was Kanye West and I had my hand, my head in my hands for most of what he was saying. But that's that's not Joe Rogan's fault, you know. That's not the interviewer's fault. That's the yeah. guest's fault in that particular case. Um, yeah. He's also Joe Rogan basically gave him the floor, and he was talking for like two hours, two hours and fifty minutes straight, basically. And Joe occasionally got the odd word in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, 
Kanye West would have let him talk much more, you know, in any set yeah. in any setting, you know, let alone mm-hmm. even when Joe's meant to be in control. Yeah, definitely. But I also respected Joe for letting him talk because a lot of people, especially there's there's a guy um, who's a human behavioral psychologist called uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And I, a lot of people spun him in a negative light because of some of the stuff he would say in interviews. And um, occasionally, like, people would interrupt him in the interview. What he said was, like, air quotes, outrageous, and he needs to be cancelled or whatever, like Alex Jones thought. Yeah. But well, everything I've listened to, Jordan Peterson kind of just says it how it is, and he, he kind of just makes sense, and he talks about, like, trauma and how your childhood can affect, you know, your present day and all that sort of stuff. And there's nothing really that I disagree with on a major level. No. And if you're not enjoying it, then don't watch it. That's it. That is very <laughs> much it. I think... Be- showing up at your door <laughs> with a phone. Watch this, all of it. You know. you know, I think people are looking to be offended a lot these days and they're looking for a soundbite rather than what someone's actually saying. They're looking for a quote that they can take out of context and spin in a nasty way and yeah. spread the hate rather than spread the the joy in the life. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. Yeah, a lot of people like that six second bit. Yeah. Rather than the, the conversation. Yeah, that's it. But I do think um, it is getting better. I do think like for example this like podcasting is becoming a more prevalent way of uh, communicating. Yeah, and I think it's good. It gives right. it gives people more opportunity to talk, and yeah, gives more people to opportunity to actually listen as well. That's the opportunity to tell stories as well. Right? Just yeah, how can I condense this story down to a four-minute interview that I'm like, um, what what did I watch at the cinema? Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Jim Carrey is pretty much the only person in that film that's actually a human being. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he was like in charge of all the interviews and they do something called a press junket, which is all of the media companies show up to the studio that Jim Carrey's in. And the press people have got like five minutes to talk to Jim Carrey. Then they leave and then someone else comes in and talks to Jim Carrey. And it must just be absolutely brutal. Like, it must just be so tense to, you know, that's essentially doing 12 interviews an hour. Yeah, just monotony over and over asking the same questions. Exactly. We're going to ask the the top question, whereas if you sat down with Jim Carrey and had like a proper three, four-hour conversation, I think you'd probably get a different sense of what he's like. Yeah, you'd get a different person because you're, you're judging a man off of 15 minutes you know, you're not yeah. judging a man off of who he actually is. And again, that goes yeah, back exactly. to the social media thing that people judge people by their social medias. They don't judge people by who, who they actually are, what they've actually done with their lives. Definitely. Yeah, I quite like the um, the origin stories of people and then finding out what they're up to nowadays. Yeah. I think it's very easy to to just hammer everyone for one thing that they said in the past you know they shouldn't really affect your future or your present really that's it we've it's all made apology. we've all made mistakes um but i think if you don't learn from the mistakes then you're going to make them again but if you do learn from them then you yeah. you grow and you learn and you can move on 
and you can go you can look back and go okay yeah i fucked up but here i've learned from it and now i'm a bigger and better person i can move on from this Mm. yeah i think when you're a child as well someone like uh, macaulay colkin home alone yeah like he was famous and sort of daniel radcliffe as well like they were sort of famous from birth in a way yeah Daniel Radcliffe, I think. Mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of got um, seven million people looking at you, hoping for you to make a mistake. Whereas when I was a kid, no one really cared if I fell over. Yeah, no one really cared if I, you know, swore at someone or, you know, whatever. You know, let it happen, learn from it, move on. Don't absolutely smash people into oblivion for it for the rest of their lives yeah that's so if you're if you're putting everyone under a microscope then you know they're gonna they're gonna fail and it's gonna be blown out of proportion from what it actually is yeah definitely right i'm I'm just gonna quickly quickly back try and sort this sync issue out okay i'll send you a link in a sec all right yeah sounds good welcome back uh sorry about that it's just I've noticed after 40 minutes decides to uh, flip the conversation a little bit and it goes out of sync. So I'm trying to uh, figure out a way to negate that. So you're my guinea pig, Ant. I'm sorry. <laughs> so good. But, um, yeah. Is there anything you uh, want to talk about specifically? I'll uh, I'll leave the meal deals to the end. I know you're excited about that. Um, I mean, there's a few bands that are quite in, of, of interest to me that I'd like to, you know, give a bit of a shout out to. They're not, I have nothing to do with them whatsoever, but I just really like yeah. them. Let's do it. Um, obviously, we've discussed a little bit. Uh, Beartooth are just oh. absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. I've been following them for quite a few years now, and I've just, everything they do is just better and better each time. Yeah, definitely. Good old Caleb, he's a beast. Yeah. Um, some other bands. Uh, there's a weird band I don't. Uh, I think you'd quite like actually, Ben. Uh, they're called Wild Ways. Okay. Um, I'll write that down. They're a they're a Russian band. Um, <laughs> quite quite heavily metal, but um, they've got sort of house influences in with them. Yeah. Um, and it's just something fresh and new and unique. That's hard nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of music is 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 failing to sort of find a sound of their own. I think it's retention, to be honest, because um, I spoke about this on my last podcast with Jim, um, Joe Satriani, driving around doing his first album, had five hundred albums for uh, Surfing with the Alien, which is now one of like the most recognised albums ever made, especially for the instrumental era actually actively trying to go around shifting these cds potentially giving them away you know to record labels and stuff whereas nowadays you know it's all at the push of a button it's on spotify if you're not on spotify or deezer nowadays then you don't really have a chance really do you no i think um they've sort of taken over the that market um spotify especially they've they've plowed so much money into making things theirs that it's it's hard to you know make a new platform for that sort of thing yeah they're incredibly hard to ignore now aren't they yeah again it's it's like uh, facebook or twitter or whatever they're just giants that are everywhere yeah definitely and people seem to be fairly happy with them as well 
No one's really. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I subscribe to Spotify. You know, I pay my monthly subscription and I use it daily. Yeah, I have no quarrel, quarrels with them, but you know, you need that platform. It is unlimited, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. You you pay your tenner a month, whatever it is, and uh, off you it? go. I still get overwhelmed with it, though. To be honest, like I'm quite a sort of creature of habit and i've always been able to listen to a cd you know start to finish no worries you know right what's the next cd you press it and it comes out whilst you're driving you know you put the next cd in you go on a bit of a different adventure with the music um but yeah nowadays it's like playlists and flow and shuffle and yeah i, I think the last metal album music. i think the last album i actually listened to you know first track to last track was probably Iron Maiden's Final Frontier when it first came out yeah. and that's probably nearly 10 years ago <laughs> yeah it's weird how it's changed our habits isn't it streaming yeah just that feeling that we don't actually really own anything anymore it's also the instant gratification you know rather than getting out a record and putting it on and you know placing your needle yeah yeah. Now it's just oh, here's the name of the song on my phone. I'll press it. I'm I'm listening to it immediately. Yeah. It's like to the to the left of me now. I've got a whole tower of DVDs, and some of them have never even opened. <laughs> oh yeah. Why stand up and get them out of the case when I can just turn Netflix on? Yeah, the, there is things that I have a hundred percent bought on Amazon Prime, yeah. knowing I have the DVD ten yeah. foot over across the room. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's just just the way it is. It's convenience. It is. It's 100% convenience. And I think that's one of the reasons that McDonald's is still about. Is It's just pure convenience. If you yeah. buy a bomb to cook, then they'll do it for you. Throw it in the bin afterwards, you know. No no consequence yeah. apart from your health, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't some, think we'd be reliant on that sort of things. But we should... To do that, aren't they? Yeah. I don't think we should be relying on them, but we should we should know they're there and they should be, you know, yeah. a treat and they should be helpful, but we shouldn't yeah. rely on them. We should be able to do things for ourselves yeah, as well. Okay, get out of jail free card if you've uh, accidentally messed up the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the shops are shut, so that's your only option, really. Or starve, obviously. But... Yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to eat cereal at 7pm, I don't know about you, but... That cereal's not a, a, not a too bad snack now and again. No. Yeah, my mum's a bit of an advocate for stuff like that, where she'll eat whatever she wants, whenever she wants, in terms of like meal structure. And she's like, there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think uh, that's a, sort of a uni mentality nowadays, where you can eat 30 days of pasta <laughs> because it's... <laughs> but, um, anyway, have we got any more, more bands that you want to mention? Or is... Uh... Oh, I think that's about it, really. Nice, nice. Have you um seen Beartooth live before? No. Oh, they're incredible. Yeah, there was a long list of people that I wanted to see this year, but obviously yeah. uh, with the events of this year, that all that list got cancelled. <laughs> I think they're as good as you, mate. Yeah. They bring me the horizon have just released a new album, and they've pretty much been in the studio since... Uh, Bojo said, uh, stay inside. So, where well, they said, well, we're going to stay in our studio. <laughs> but, 
which is quite a good way to spend lockdown, I suppose. Really, if, if you're uh, you're all safe and you're all healthy, then I mean, yeah, it's, I think, uh, it's it would be better. I mean, if I was in a band back and then, and you know, it was a lockdown, I would like to be locked away with my bandmates somewhere for two weeks, just jamming constantly and figuring things out and writing. Yeah, let's get productive. That's what yeah, that would be absolutely ideal. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely check out Wild Ways. Um, who have I? Oh, I think recently I've been listening to Nine Inch Nails. Um, Some classics. Yeah, I'm really, really into And I don't really want to sort of venture out of that, which is a weird thing for me. Um, I used to be a bit like this when I first discovered YouTube. Is I'd only listen to like four or five songs by an artist that I really liked, and occasionally autoplay would uh, make me listen to something that was outside of my usual yeah I'm, I'm a bit weird with stuff like that but I, I will I, I know that Nine Inch Nails have done more than one good album so I need to just sort of man up and take it I suppose but um, yeah I think a lot, a lot of Nine Inch Nails is really good yeah yeah Trent Reznor's got a really big say in what goes out he's kind of like Dave Gold from Foo Fighters from what I can tell but yeah, I wouldn't ever listen to just one Foo Fighters album, so it's a weird um, situation that I'm in. But I'm trying to listen to some more sort of energetic music that um, makes me want to jog a bit better. And I know obviously mm. that's not the the only uh, excuse I can come up with if I don't be my personal best. But um, yeah, it's all about you, really. And uh, stuff like The Prodigy really helps. Um, yeah, I think when I'm working out, I like to listen to things like Limp Bizkit and corn yeah. lots of new metal just to sort of get me pumped up and yeah get everything flowing yeah it's weird how music can just off and on and it's at the drop of a button now really isn't it press of a button yeah and especially like after seeing corn live at download you know then sort of listening to them record it sort of takes you back to that place and sort of the energy of the the crowd and everything mm. It is weird how like um, candle scent and uh, music can take you back to a place and both of them are relatively universally known but individually to you as a person they they mean different things yeah so like the smell of yeah. might remind you of your nan or whatever mm. that one song that you've heard like, will remind you of you know a family member or past girlfriend or something like that but um yeah it's, it's weird but um we've all got our own interpretations of the lyrics and stuff haven't we it's especially uh ramstein my girlfriend's really into ramstein and uh i will happily sing along to ramstein and not know what i'm singing yeah it's weird isn't it yeah but, um, yeah i think i'd quite like to watch them live because i've been told that they're an app ridiculously good band live because they've got all their pyro and stuff yeah i've been told um not to stand in the first five rows of a sta- of a ramstein gig or you'll come out black have you just through actually, singed have you ever actually experienced pyro uh the only time proper pyro was slipknot and that was also download uh 2013 yeah i saw them at 2009 i think or it might have been mm. 2010 2009 I think it was it was a uh, corn slipknot faith no more 
Def Leppard, Trivium. Oh, there was loads of bands. But um, I remember seeing Pyro. I didn't really see it. At Leppard, but I saw it at Teddy Rocks in Blanford. Right. Um, they were always really, really big on Pyro. It definitely adds a sort of level of uh, professionalism that I'm not really used to. They would always yeah, it adds, it adds another element, doesn't it? Yeah, like confetti cannons and then very shortly afterwards, but not too shortly afterwards. Otherwise, you just get raining fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember um, In Me, one of my favourite bands, they, um, they had pyro and they were loving it. They were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And uh, they were only... You know, Blanford from here is like 20 minutes drive. Yeah, it's not far at all. So for me to go and see one of my favourite bands of all time in a farm, in, you know, 20 minute drive away. Like in me, for example, they're from Essex. So they only really play like Manchester, Birmingham, Essex. The, the, the very furthest they'll play like Southampton. So yeah, yeah. I'm up for a little road trip to go see them anytime, basically. But um, definitely, yeah. uh, definitely make a note of Beartooth to watch live when you can. Because um, they are a very, very emotional bands. They're a very, very intense band. Yeah, you can you can just tell that through the music. <laughs> they, lot, uh, they, the music they know about. what they're doing. And all of his uh, tribulations. He's had a few. But um, right. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into meal deals. The most anticipated part of the show. <laughs> Most anticipated week. (laughs) (laughs) It's becoming a bit of a meme at this point. (laughs) Roll with it. Why not? So, what's your go-to meal deal? You can have two options. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a little bit controversial because I'm not a big fan of bread. Okay. Okay. So my go-to would have to be a hoisin duck wrap. Okay. Yep. Alternatively, because my local to, uh, Tesco's is rubbish and most of the time won't have that, I'll have a barbecue chicken wrap, yeah. which is equally nice, but I would rather the duck. Um, paired up with either Thai sweet chili sensations yes, or <laughs> prawn cocktail walkers. Okay, yeah. And then drink depends on my mood, really. It was, I suppose it would be either a cherry Pepsi a Pepsi Max or like a naked blue smoothie. Okay. So, yeah. No monster? No relentless? Mm, not in a meal deal. And that's okay. more of a, I need to go somewhere in the morning, I'll pick up a can of monster on the way. I wouldn't usually put it in with a meal deal. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, Tesco, for example, got to the point where pretty much everything in that whole aisle was in a meal deal. <laughs> it got <laughs> yeah, like a sausage roll instead of a bag of crisps. I was just like, God, this is going to make me fat. Um, you know, you could have a chocolate bar instead of a bag of crisps. Like, I always forget that, and then I walk out, and I'm like, God, I could have, could have had a pack of saurine with my sandwich. Oh, I, d- I do think that, but then I'm like, why do I want? chocolate when when crisps are so much more filling yeah they are yeah you know plus i think if you get the meal deal yeah and the chocolate i don't think that that's you know i think that's allowed really (laughs) definitely i like it's only an extra 60p or whatever i like to stick crisps in my sandwich sometimes i mentioned that 
So uh, I can't really stick a whisper in my rap, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a different situation. Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, Tesco's endorsing this podcast. That'll be pretty cool. And get all the free meal deals you want. Tell them how many club card points I've got and they'll be running. And get like a Tesco black card. <laughs> Tesco elite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all good fun. So yeah, that was uh, that was my mate Ant McGailey. Um I think we've covered most things. Um, probably just throw this out there. What do you think of Joe Biden as the U.S. president? Are you bothered? I mean, I think he's the lesser of two evils, but he's still an evil. <laughs> Definitely. I don't think. I don't. What he does. Yeah, I don't think he's really all there with it mentally, no. as far as I can tell. As far as I'm aware, he has some form of dementia. Yeah. And you don't really want the leader of the free world um, being a bloke with dementia. Really so, um, yeah. I just think that's, that's quite a significant age, really, <laughs> to be able to, yeah. I think he's going to have to take a few uh, days off now and then and have a few lions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems a bit odd to me that um, they've chosen someone that is uh, men- mentally not with it yeah. after having someone that was realistically mentally not with it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know what's... As I say, it's the lesser of two evils, though, so... No one else was going to win in that situation other than Joe Biden. Yeah. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. <laughs> One day they'll have a sensible president who's like sort of 40 years old and actually able to relate his politics and his policies to real people. Um, we're not quite there yet, I don't think, but I don't live in America. So uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it. But I do no, we've got our own shit to deal with over here. I think Donald Trump was always voted for because he was the um, the exception, I think. And he wasn't mm. the normal president, the presidential candidate, I suppose. And he was able to deal with trade and he was able to basically deal with America as a business rather than a group of people. And that's what America thought they wanted. Yeah, but for four years, it's quite a, you know, you either get me for no years or you get me for four years. Yeah. There we go. I just like the fact that um, when Donald Trump kind of knew he was going to lose, and he, I don't think he's still admitted that he's lost. He hasn't conceded or something like that. But um, no. there was a thing recently that I saw on the uh, H3 podcast um, that they accidentally... They went to reserve a place in, uh, I don't know which state, I don't want to come off as insensitive, but there's a place called the Four Seasons Hotel. And they okay. accidentally rented out a garden centre called Four Seasons. So they had this <laughs> massive press conference at um, Four Seasons Garden Centre rather than the hotel. <laughs> Brilliant. In a rural location where there was about six seven hundred people compared to you know half a million yeah um, just like that's just 
the worst way to end your presidential reign, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Donald, ridiculous. We've, uh, we've booked a garden centre rather than the uh, the hotel that you wanted. But, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's quite a fitting end to the meme president, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's how it goes sometimes. Bye, yeah. But yeah, right. Well, I'll uh, I'll leave you to the rest of your Sunday evening, and thanks for uh, taking your time to talk to us. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, we'll. Uh, it's been we'll very have... nice having a chat with you. You too. It's always good to reach out to people and have a bit of a chat. It's, it's been a while since we've had a proper chat. Yeah, it has. Uh, I'm trying to use this lock and in this podcast thing as a opportunity to reconnect with people and just make sure that everyone's all right because i know that at the moment everyone's struggling a bit yeah uh who have i got next week i can't remember so professional (laughs) my god i've got someone next week and i can't remember who they are stay tuned next week (laughs) (laughs) never a dull moment at absolute bedlam podcast right i'll leave you to it and nice one Perfect. Thank you very much. This should be up tomorrow. Okay, perfect. Thank you, mate. Let you know when it's up. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye.